Hello, and welcome back to Salad, the AdWorks podcast, the podcast where we... <laughs> and anyway, I'm, uh, I'm Trent, as I've said, and I am accompanied by Zach, and by the way, we do talk about advertising. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing well. How are you, Trent? Oh, pretty good. We just got back from L.A., didn't we? We did. We spent a couple days in L.A. this past week on our lovely spring break. The weather was great. And the agencies were even greater. The agencies were even greater. So as Trent just said, we were there actually for a couple days touring some different agencies in the L.A. area. Right. Um, so it was an awesome trip. We yeah. did a lot in those two days. We got to see a lot of different places um, and meet a lot of cool people. And oh, yeah. Trent, I really want you to to kind of touch on, as the networking master that you are, I kind of want you to touch on <laughs> the importance, no, seriously, yeah, the importance yeah. of networking and the importance of, of building these relationships with people in the, in the industry. Oh, Excuse yeah, me. definitely. Well, uh, exactly, right? I mean... I don't know if I'm a networking master, but it it is a very important part of um, business, right? Uh, I had posted something on LinkedIn the other day that kind of was similar to what I'm about to say, but um, life is about people, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and business is about the relationships with those people. So it's very important to get to know those people, right? Get to know the people you could be working with, the, that you will be working with, that you are currently working with. Um, because you never know who will be able to help you out in the mm-hmm. future or who you will be able to help out, right? Um, I think one of the misconceptions about networking that's made it a bit of a dirty word is that, oh, it's you scratch my back and I'll scratch uh, yours. And it, it really is more about getting to know those around you to create a sense of community with those that you meet in your daily life, right? And mm-hmm. that way you can help them if they need help. And if you ever need help, they can help you. It's not about... Uh, keeping score. It's not about, you know, okay, I'm owed so many favorites. It's about just being altruistic and helping those around you, right? So the nice thing about these kinds of trips is that we get to meet so many people who have come before us that have just great insight and are extremely talented, right? Uh, And and so naturally, you want to ask those people, what can I do to improve, right? Well, how do I get into your shoes? So that was that was a nice function of that trip, too. And so to all those people that uh, we met along the way, thank you, because I got to say, like, those agencies made us feel so welcome. Oh. It, it was really cool getting to see all those offices. Uh, I won't get into, like, who we visited, um, but just seeing the architecture of all those places, it was like, whoa. You could tell these agencies <laughs> were, like... Really cool? Yeah, they were really <laughs> cool. Like, you could tell each of them had their own unique culture, their own ecosystem, and they invested back into mm-hmm. their people, and they invested back into their offices, and and you could tell that they put as much work that they put into putting out the great work that they do as they did into developing their internal culture. And that was really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. And and kind of to your point going off of that, um, there are so many people that you would be surprised of the connection you have with them. Oh, yeah. That that came out a little weird. But, but there are so many people that you might not know that you actually have a connection with in some way. For instance, a couple of the people that we met with were actually ASU grads on this yeah, trip. Yeah, and we would was, never have known. <laughs> you know cool. what I mean? Yeah. But there are so many different ways that you can get connected with some of these people that share an interest with you. Mm-hmm. And those connections can be very important down the road. Um, oh, yeah. Just to have kind of a friend or some sort of affinity with someone when you're searching in a new market for a new job yeah. or when you're going into a new career path. Any of those sorts of things, those are invaluable connections. And, right. and they all start just by reaching out, just yeah. by doing these things um, like we did and going to L.A. and getting to go on these tours mm-hmm. Uh, and going from there, it, it could be the start of something great. And you never know when those will yeah. come up again. And, and you so. never know who you'll run into. Like it, it, apart from even just ASU grads, it was cool. Cause I ran into some 
uh, alumni from like my previous place of work. So mm-hmm. it, you you never even really realize just kind of the experience shared experiences you can bond with people over. Um, and so I implore like all of you s- students listening to this that are um, even if you're not in your final year looking for a job, um, always make sure to reach out and ask and don't be afraid to do so because like all you can get is a no right exactly and and you'll find most people are actually willing to help you um and and it's just super cool i mean as in in an industry like advertising and in an industry about marketing it's so super competitive that when you're up against hundreds sometimes thousands of other applicants just having someone in the room who can be an advocate for you and have some kind of positive feeling towards you because they know you and they've Mm -hmm. helped you or you've helped them, that can go a long way. So really work to find mentors, find uh, relationships that you can build and and really find advocates, right? Um, Both for yourself and for for those that you know. Um, So I highly encourage all of you to take steps to do that. Um, one great way is through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think all of us at one point have done the uh, request to connect with the personalized <laughs> message to try and set up that informational interview, right? If you don't use the personalized message, please do. It is so helpful yeah. to uh, add a touch of authenticity to that connect yeah. button. Like when I get one that I don't know, I'm like, there's no message. I'm like, okay, like what do I, what do, I yeah. do with this, right? And it's like I want to help, but like I don't know what you're looking for before I accept it. So always do that. And, and yeah, and... And you'll find that you'll meet some really great people along the way. I mean, I feel very lucky to have met the people I have, right? And and mm-hmm. I definitely would not be where I feel like I'm at in my work to kind of find my career if it weren't for all the great people I've, I've met and have been fortunate to be mentored by. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to uh, reach out to these people and ask for informational interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that I have done throughout college that has been crucial to things that have happened to me to the internships that I've gotten most specifically last last year when I was in New York City oh yeah tell us about um, that I interned at a place called Wonder Sauce and that internship happened solely because I reached out when I was there the spring break prior mm-hmm. on a trip via WP Carry which uh, the sole purpose of that trip was to network with these people was to go out and ask for informational interviews yep. um, and most people love talking about themselves and most people will yeah, and and that's not a like that's a good thing, right? Because it it's people love sharing their kind of their advice, right? They're like, I've, I feel like I've learned from these experiences in my life. How do I share that with others? Mm-hmm. And when someone's asked, "Tell me about your job. Tell me how you got there," they're like, "Heck yeah, I'll share mm-hmm. that." Yeah, they'll and of course, if you offer to buy them coffee or do something else like that, they mm-hmm. usually will not say no. Yeah, which is a great thing. But it's it's honestly the best way to learn more about the industry, learn more about the company specifically that they work at, and lead to a future connection that you can nurture and and just build upon. And that's yep. the, that's the best way to do it, honestly, in my opinion. Um, just make sure you stay up to date on these people. You never know when they can come back into your life at a crucial moment when you're looking for a new job. And, and that could be what makes or breaks that connect or excuse me, that application process for you. Yeah. So it's just a great way to, to stay involved and stay connected. Yeah, exactly. And I think one last note on it is it's important to emphasize to make meaningful connections, right? You don't want to be some kind of super connector type who's just trying to send out connections everywhere with no intent of really having anything but just having a Rolodex of meaningless names so it looks like you know a lot of people. Because at the end of the day, if someone comes to you and asks for advice like, and you can't lead them to someone, that connection wasn't really worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's always a concern, I think, with people of like, well, how often do I follow up? And how do I maintain these relationships, right? It's just 
getting a coffee from time to time. It's sending an article their mm-hmm. way that you thought would interest them or would be a benefit or just saying, hey, congrats, I saw you got X promotion or mm-hmm. your company did this. And just continuing to uh, not necessarily stay front of mind, but just stay in touch over various things. Um, and if yeah. you do that, you know, you'll, you'll find that um, if you ever need help or if someone else needs help, you'll be in position to be able to help them, which is, I think, what uh, we all strive to do in life. Yeah. Kind of moving on to the next segment here, uh, kind of following our network path here in this podcast, if you will. Uh, <laughs> we learned about a pretty cool little thing on our trip. What a was that, cool Zach? Little thing. Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this episode a little different. Um, we were inspired by by something we learned on the trip, mm-hmm. um, specifically a a form of advertising that inspired by what transpired. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, a form of advertising that we had come across before, but didn't really look into it as much as we probably should have. Yeah. But now coming back from this trip, have really um, dug deep and 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 noticed that it's at the the base of some of the really cool campaigns that we've seen recently. Yeah. Um, and it's this form of advertising when instead of looking internally and developing your message from me- like creative just thoughts, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead of developing your message from um, an internal branding campaign or an internal branding standpoint, looking outward to the community and getting that sort of messaging from someone that's engaging with your product, yeah. experiencing your product, using your product in a new way. Uh, telling um, true stories. Yeah, you. so it's almost like this creative form of of journalism in a sense. It's advertising, yeah. but it's it's almost like telling a consumer story. So in that sense, it's kind of like journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, we met with someone, one of the people that we met with on the trip kind of talked about how they were doing this um, at their place of work. And it was really fascinating for us to hear about that. And, yeah. and I know you, as well as I both kind of latched on to what they were saying and, and really got a lot out of it and obviously came back and, and looked into it. And so we found a couple of examples yeah. of this that we thought were really cool and that we thought could be, uh, awesome to share with you guys to kind of give you a perspective on what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and what's cool too, is this has a great tie in with the previous podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, I encourage you to do so. <laughs> it is episode one of Sal, the AdWorks podcast brands with purpose. Um, See, we know what we're doing. We have tie-ins to everything here. Um, it, it, it's very cool because, um, and this was something that was mentioned too, uh, in today's kind of shifting world where consumers and us, right, as, as millennials, as Gen Zers, are interested in brands that are doing the right thing and are helping others, that kind of um, positive social um, work, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, um, having a brand that's interacting with its customers and telling their stories as opposed to telling what they think their customers want to hear. Um, I think that's something that can be pretty powerful to have a brand evangelize its own user base. Yeah. Um, One cool example of that, that we kind of, I had seen it before and didn't have the name to place to it, but one that happened uh, late last year was cool was world market actually did this where it's a little bit, uh, specific. It's it can, some might <laughs> call it creepy, but they used um, data from customer purchase history to and customer permission to create very specific ads to showcase how their product could fit with any kind of lifestyle. Right. So they created these like print ads that had the picture of a product and had some copy about it. And I'll just read you one of them. The product is a golden llama that has a lamp above it connected by a rod to the back. Not something I thought I would say on an <laughs> advertising podcast, but here we are. And here's the copy. 
Monica Kusaka in the red brick brownstone on North Damon Ave. Across from the park, this lamp is for you. It combines your two favorite things, warm lighting and llamas. And it's like very creepy. It's very creepy, right? <laughs> but at the same it's... time, it's like, whoa, okay, all right. So so they know exactly what consumers want, right? It's like, oh. it's like you know, it, so it's a cool way to just kind of say like, hey, we know that this is what you like to buy. This is what someone did buy, and this is what works perfectly for them. It, that one is very specific, but it's a cool little example. And there's one example that is a little less specific. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, definitely. I'm I am shocked that they got permission to do that right? for these people. Obviously, Although, to be fair, like if a company was like, "Hey, hey, Trent, we know you're we know you're buying a lot of uh, like baked bear ice cream sandwiches. We want to tell your story." <laughs> I would be on board. I'd be like, "Whatever you need, let me sign the waiver." <laughs> I was going to say, "Don't you have a?" Baked and if bear? you're if you're listening. Smash burger or baked bear, oh, you know where to find God. me. Don't you have a baked bear sentence on your LinkedIn? Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty it, sure I've seen that there before. It, it, I have been asked on so many applications to describe myself in like 150 characters or less, <laughs> and baked bear has been so ingrained into my like psyche at this point. I've filled out so many of those punch cards that like it... it you know, it, it shows it shows a bit of my, my, my humorous side for those of you who do actually think I'm funny and, and kind of, you know, it's it's in my psyche at this point. It's it's crazy. Oh it's not an addiction. I, I can quit whenever I want, though, I swear. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, to go to an example that's not quite as specific from a brand that everyone listening most likely knows, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Spotify. Spotify for the last two years has used this sort of creative journalism creative advertising type approach uh, around both of their campaigns that come out around the holiday time. So yeah. they use, it's in, it's in, I guess, association with their sort of like end of the year wrap up that they do each year where mm-hmm. they, they let you access the data of what songs you listen to and um, who your most played artist was and how many songs you skipped, which each individual Spotify user can, can go into and, 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 and look at. Yep. Um, but this is kind of more on a macro level. These ads go up on billboards around the country Um I think predominantly in New York City, maybe some in LA as well. Yeah, the but closely they, populated areas where yes. you'll, you'll see them more. But they take that data, they take the data of their consumers um, and of the listeners and, and make really funny ads about them. So in yeah. 2018, the, the campaign idea was called 2018 Goals. And so I'll just read you a couple of these because they're quite funny. Um, but they're just a really amusing way to take the data and use it to broadcast and advertise for the platform in a way that is not super intrusive, but yeah. it's still it's putting using, those it's brands using on a data, pedestal. But at least unlike the world market when this is anonymized, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's the reason that it's yeah. not quite as creepy because it's not calling out individual people as much as it is groups of people. But and here, let me read I, yeah, you go for a couple of these. So one of them says 2018 goals. Take a page from the 3,445 people who streamed the Boozy Brunch playlist on a Wednesday <laughs> this year. So it's just funny things like that. Another year, 2018 goals. Deliver Burns as well as the person who streamed Bad Liar 86 times the day Sean Spicer resigned. <laughs> so they're just ridiculous things like that. This year they got pretty political in some, in some sense. Um, another one here on that same thread. 2018 goals. Hit the dance floor with the person who made a playlist called Daddy Pence Come Dance. So they just they they capture moments and they capture groups of people. Yeah, they or get into the zeitgeist person. of what's going on. At the exactly, time. that has made a playlist that is quite funny or interesting or quirky in a yeah. way, and they use it as an advertisement, and it really draws in that consumer base. It, it makes you 
it, it builds a connection between the brand and the consumers in a way that you can't really do when you just look internally and make yeah. a campaign that and, way. And it's cool. I think I think it was Andy Warhol who said, and I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me. I think it was he who said, in the future, like everyone will be a star for a short time. Mm-hmm. And to all those people out there who are like, I'm a pretty funny person, and like they express that through their Spotify playlists, right? It's a cool little little way to get some recognition, even though there might be other people like them too, to see to see that you're up there or to see that other people are up there. It just creates a sense of community with your fellow listeners. Mm-hmm. You didn't read my favorite one, which I'm going to read now. Uh, 2018 goals, skip dinner invites from the people who added these songs to their cooking playlists. Slippery, All of Me, and DNA. <laughs> Watch out for that one. I can, I can promise you that was not my playlist, thankfully. I was actually going to read my favorite one next because... I didn't read my favorite one either. I was saving the best for last. Okay, what we got? But on the same thread, 2018 goals. Be as savage as the person who made a one-hour, 55-minute playlist called Lasting Longer Than the Mooch. <laughs> so yeah. they're just awesome. And it's it's Damn. so funny to see these billboards. Imagine like imagine if you were the mm-hmm. person that, that had that playlist. Yeah. They're anonymous, so I don't think they actually had to reach out to the people and ask. Maybe they did. I'm yeah, not probably certain. Not. But since they're not using names or sh- showing any sort of data about where that person lives or their listening habits beyond that one line, they probably didn't. Imagine mm-hmm. driving down the road and just seeing that billboard and realizing that that's your playlist. Like, what if you made the playlist lasting longer than the mooch? Yeah. And you saw it on a billboard that Spotify was advertising to the world, broadcasting to everyone. Mm-hmm. That sense of community, that sense of connection that you get with the brand when you see that and when they use this sort of tactic is unparalleled to anything that you can make as a brand just trying to look inwardly and push a campaign on people. Exactly. And that's kind of the power of this sort of advertising. And that connection, that that relationship that it forms with the consumer is is so powerful and so strong and it really makes you feel that warm and fuzzy feeling inside like you're you're in the know you know what Mm -hmm. i mean you're a part of this brand you're a part of what this brand believes in what they're doing and how they relate in the world and you feel special in that way when you have that that spotify subscription and i think it's important too to on that note kind of distinguish what this is and what this isn't Mm -hmm. um so when you introduced this you had said you know spotify provides the option for it's consumers to share with others what they listen to and what their listening habits were. That would be slightly different than what Spotify does with these billboards where then they're actually sharing to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a way to kind of encourage consumers to evangelize their own, you know, like their band through their own actions. And then the other is using consumer stories to share with the world and unite the world on the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's an important distinction to note about the two, but it's it's kind of a testament to Spotify's marketing ability that they're able to take these two different sides of the coin and merge them together into a really great ad oh, campaign. Yeah. And this campaign for the last two years has been very, very successful for yeah. Spotify. Um, they've gotten a lot of recognition for it. I believe this year, actually, on the A-list that we touched on last week, or I guess two weeks oh, ago. Oh, Spotify was like spring a, break. a brand one, right? Yes, they won like the brand, in like the internal brand agency of the year. And mm. it's predominantly for this campaign. Yeah. Because it's just such a special use of data, such a special use of real consumer insights, literal yep. consumer insights um, that are broadcast in a way that's fun, uh, appealing, clever, and yeah. and political in a sense. They kind of took a stance, which has been another hot topic, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's a way, and it and it's too, it's not necessarily taking a stance from the brand. It's showing that these are what our users are mm-hmm. taking a stance on. 
and the brand is then supporting its user exactly. base, right? Which is even more powerful. Exactly. And that's um, kind of the, the cleverness that, yeah. that Spotify used in making this is mm-hmm. no one can really go back and blame them. Yeah, they're broadcasting these things, but this is all truthful data. Yep. This is all data that Spotify has taken directly from their user base and just decided to broadcast. It's not like they're taking a specific stance on anything. They're showing these ads. They're showing what their user base is doing. And in a way, they're taking a stance that way, but they are not the ones that are making these words yeah. up for the most part. And, it's and other in people. the age of increasingly uh, polarized people and distrust of all sorts of institutions, authenticity is what matters the most and truth mm-hmm. is what shines brightest. And brands that continue to uh, support their consumer base and use those truths as opposed to fabricated truths to promote their products will start to find even more of a hold in the marketplace and find even greater success because they're taking their consumers along the path with them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, to move on to one more example that Let's I find it. very funny. It's been it's been a while oh, since I it forgot. came out. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a really funny um, take on this sort of topic that we've been talking mm-hmm. about. Um, this was a this was a brand that actually used this sort of advertising to find their tagline. Yeah, it's so nuts. Emerald Nuts, um, which is a nuts brand. Oh yeah, has a new tagline that aired or that started, I believe, last March. Was it last March? Yeah, or somewhere March around of twenty seventeen. Um, so March twenty seventeen, they released a new tagline. Uh, the tagline was "Yes, good." So Emerald <laughs> Nuts, yes, good. <laughs> which doesn't make much sense. Mm, good. Um, but yeah, it's it's just funny. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. But that tagline is actually an Amazon review that a real customer yeah. left as a product review of Emerald Nuts. <laughs> and the brand, along with their agency, Barton F. Graff, um, saw this Amazon review and thought it was the perfect explanation, the perfect sum up of what the brand stood for. And in a way, I totally agree. Like, yes, good is so ridiculously short winded and just to the point. Well, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Like if you were to eat a nut, it's a, we're talking about nuts here. Like it's not like wine when you can get really into the different textures or flavors or layers of a yeah, there's, of wine. There's it's, no it's like nut. professional nut connoisseur. Exactly. It's not overly salted, blah, 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 whatever. It's just, yes, good. You eat a nut, yes, good. And and mm-hmm. that's just such a funny take. <laughs> and like you're just eating them too. You just, you pick one, you put it in your mouth, you eat it, take another. It's very robotic. Oh it's just my like, goodness. yes, good. The fact that someone commented on Amazon and that was their, that was their comment is so funny. Like the, oh, yeah. the fact that they actually went out of their way to write, yes, good, as a, <laughs> as a review of these nuts is hilarious. But it also is so fun when you see what emerald nuts did with it when you see that they put it on such a pedestal where it is now the embodiment of their brand to the public that's it's on their ads it i'm not sure if it's on their packaging but there's a chance that it might be this is something that is seen throughout culture and and has really started to to build itself and and become one with the brand and it was an amazon review um (laughs) and that's the best part is that it was it was just a consumer who enjoys the nuts so much that they decided to say yes, good, and now they're they're glorified in a way. Um, I'm not exactly sure who the person was. They don't ever advertise necessarily that it was from a person. If you read the articles and stuff, yeah, you can find the person, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like a quote. It's, it's not, not in like quotes or anything. Person, yeah, yeah, it's just emerald nuts. Yes, good. Um, and that's something that I just find fascinating and really cool. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was the person emailing in right now saying, thank you for uh, mentioning my tagline. <laughs> yes, we're getting all these emails from people as we as we uh, talk about their brands. So this podcast is popping. Yeah, it's popping over here. 
Um, and uh, if you want to stay part of the Poppin' process and the Poppin' podcast, uh, feel free to subscribe. We love to have your followers, both on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Do you have any final thoughts here, Zach? <laughs> yes, actually, I do have one more final thought okay. before we end. Uh, I mentioned that Barton F. Graff is the agency. Oh, yes. Yes, you know exactly where I'm going with thought. this. This is a good final I thought. I mentioned that Barton F. Graff is the agency that uh, came up with the Yes Good campaign for Emerald Nuts. Mm-hmm. Barton F. Graff is absolutely hilarious. Uh, their founder, Jerry Graff, likes to play a lot of jokes on other people in the industry. If you're a fan of satire, he's he's and just great snarkiness. Um, and so I highly encourage all of you to look up Jerry Graff and look at some of the, some of the videos that that he's made, um, making fun of other agencies. Not necessarily making fun of, but just... It's in good taste. Yeah, it's in good taste. It's, uh, it's not like a rivalry of senses. It's more of just a a way to get uh, Barton F. Graff on the map and yeah. kind of showcase what their culture is like yeah. in a fun and and playful way. Right. Um, I know they and have... And he apologizes. He apologizes. <laughs> One of the videos that he released around Christmas time was him going around to all of the people that he has commented on or made fun of over the past year... <laughs> And apologizing to them, and so they're just they're, these videos are just great, um, and it's it's I like I said I highly encourage you all to to look into them because they're very funny and, and I think reminds really us to all laugh them. at ourselves from time to time. Oh yeah, which is most definitely, nice. and and in a business sense, not take yourself too seriously as well, especially right, in right. advertising. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Please hit the subscribe button if you're on our page. That'll help us out greatly in the future, and we will see you next week. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Salad. The AdWorks podcast.